In this live episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about the short story Christmas Lights by Kat Ellis. Hey everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult and sometimes other books, series, authors, voice actors, and illustrators that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss the short story Christmas Lights by Cat Ellis. With Cat Ellis. With Cat Ellis, yay! yay! <laughs> Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this story, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read and don't want to be spoiled, too bad because we're live. Stop listening to this and go read the story, then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Or continue watching, I guess I should say. Yay! Yay! Oh, that's true. it's so distracting seeing your mouth every time it opens light up. It's just it's distracting and yet in a delightful way. I'm not sad about it. I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm I'm very much enjoying it. I love it. I'm just glad that I had a tiny strand of orange lights that I wouldn't be afraid to put in my mouth. I have a big <laughs> strand of orange lights that I would have been a little scared or more scared of, but these little ones are fine. I won't get electrocuted I, I that much. Same, but it's like I can't talk. No, <laughs> you don't need to do that. I best no. not. No, it's a bit of a mouthful. And you know, if we're if we're thinking back on other lives, I always have weird fucking teeth in or something. So one tiny light bulb. <laughs> the indoor outdoor lights, because I'm a bit concerned in case you get electrocuted. Yes, they are. They are. Uh, they can get wet. So That's fine. yes, yes, That's yes. Fine. <laughs> Anywho, background in four. Hit me, not literally. Yeah. So I we got this story in Cat's newsletter last year. So if you haven't signed up for Cat's newsletter, you should go to her website. It's uh what is it? Cat, tell us your website. My website is Cat Ellis Writes, as in writes with a pen, dot com. And yeah, my newsletter is all over it. Links to subscribe, so please do. Oh, it's amazing, and you all—you're always so nice about us. Whenever we force you to join us on Fictional Hangover, so we appreciate that. Why would I not be? You're always <laughs> inviting me back. <laughs> oh, it's always good for recommendations as well. Yes, the amount of times we read a book, and it's because what Cat Ellis told us to. <laughs> Yeah, I do like to share the joy of good books when I've read them. Oh, yeah, they're so good. So good. Um, so, Claire, do you have any initial thoughts before we get started on this really long, in-depth summary? Oh, that we're it's one of these where we're going to settle down, isn't it, with a cup of tickets in. Um, initial thoughts? Woo! I'm not... It's I'm, noise. All noise. No words. I like it. All positive like noises. It. Yes. With a little festive jingle belling in there as well. Oh no, I thought you liked me. Don't jingle bell. <laughs> well, that's bell. why I'm doing it, because I really want to freak you out. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. No, I'm just going to start chewing on this metal in my mouth then, just to get oh. back. Oh, no, no, no. What is it with this month and trying to make me sick? 
That's what Christmas is all about, Claire. It's not the book club theme. The book club theme is like Back to the Future or something. What, try to make me vomit? Yes, that's a new, oh, that's our new December theme. Uh, my initial thoughts are, yay, I love Cat Ellis. And that's not weird that she's right here with us. <laughs> yeah. Me going, oh my God, I love you so much. But, you know, it's fine. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> if Cat doesn't know this by now, I mean, where have you been? In a, really? In Seriously. The Welsh countryside under a rock. Like um, me. <laughs> Yeah. Let's see. Oh, we've got a couple comments that I feel like, or really one that I feel like we really need to show right now it's from Coral. We love a great cat story. Yes, we do, Coral. Yes, we do. Thank you, Coral. She's always so nice about my stuff. Oh, she's so good. We love Coral. She's so good. And let's see. Also, Annie is here. Yay. Hi, Annie. Hello, Annie. And Emily says we all look fabulous. I love it. Oh, Thank you, so guys. Yay. Okay, so what say we we get started reading aloud to the author of this story? Claire, are you ready? <laughs> not awkward at all. It's not awkward at all. Ellie is tasked with putting the Christmas decorations away in the cupboard under the stairs a couple weeks before Christmas because her mother can't stand having them out anymore after Ellie's grand died suddenly. As sad as a sudden passing can be, Ellie isn't too distraught about it because her grandmother was kind of a jerk. But what she did find distressing was her grand's last words. Never open the door under the stairs. I barely got it out of me. What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, Ellie hesitates before putting the box full of lights and tinsel away, thinking about those last words, but also thinking about how her gran was acting before her death. She was mean, but not just like the regular old lady mean, like poisoning neighborhood animals mean. Is mean even the right, the right word to describe that? Ellie shouldn't be thinking about that, though, because her grand seemed genuinely terrified after her last words. Ooh. Andrea, Ellie's mom, calls to her daughter to see if she's put the box away yet. But no, she's still standing outside the cupboard, thinking. Andrea comes by, opens the door for her daughter, and walks into the kitchen with a huff. The door slowly creaks open, and Ellie startles at what she sees inside. <gasps> oh, it's just her reflection in a dusty old mirror. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I mean, that can be terrifying. Let's oh, it. here. Wait. We gotta but pop wait. In with, we got to pop in with Annie real quick. Scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Yay. But wait. As Ellie looks at herself in the mirror, she sees the dark shadow slowly starting to sliver up her legs and she's frozen in place, the seemingly holding her still. It loops up around her body until it gets to the box of decorations she's still holding. Then it passes through the box. Ellie looks down to see a strand of glowing orange lights rising like a snake from the rest of the decorations. Then it begins to slither down her throat. Ellie tries to scream but barely a whimper comes out instead, just like the gasp her grand made after her last words. Oh no! 
As Ellie looks on helplessly in the mirror, as the lights continue to travel down her throat, she sees a shadowy figure holding them, feeding them inside and down her gullet. Don't you just love the word gullet? <laughs> it's an underused it's word. It's such a good opinion. word. It's a demon with glinting orange eyes and a smile she knows is there but cannot see. She tries to scream again, but nothing comes out. When the last of the lights enters her mouth, the box slips from Ellie's hands and crashes to the floor. She's gone. Andrea calls out to be careful with the decorations, but Ellie's voice says it's no big deal. If anything breaks, they can just replace it. Andrea thinks that's odd. Ellie isn't usually that thoughtless, but the thing that was Ellie doesn't care at all and only wishes it had something heavy like a brick to drop on Andrea's head as it goes upstairs, eyes glinting orange and malicious. <laughs> God, it's such a good story. I think your summary was actually better than the story. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that makes me really happy, though. If I feel like we're doing a good job, if that's the response. That we we're doing it right. We are. We are doing it right. Validation. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely you bring it to life. <laughs> I think the orange lights in the mouth help. They're perfect. <laughs> hey, so I have okay. very weird. Just gonna chew on it, though. <laughs> We're not gonna chew on it. We're not gonna chew on it. Oh, let's see. Coral has shared a giant eyeballs, and also says that it's so good. And Emily is enjoying everything that we're doing right now. So that's amazing. Okay, so standout moments, Claire. If it's not the creepy lights coming out of the box like a snake and then her eyes glinting at the end, I, I don't know what else you're even going to say because those are the best parts for me. Of course it's the way that the description of the lights going into our throat. It's like gag-worthy. It's gross. I love it. <laughs> um, Emily would like to know how it feels to have that light in my mouth it's fine we discussed this a little bit ago it's fine i normally have scary teeth in so this is nothing this is nothing thanks for asking you're not lisping it's, it, it, it makes a difference i'm not lisping and constantly afraid i'm going to spit it out so it's fine. <laughs> um i feel like i need to ask a question especially since cat's here um so was was gran being a jerk like just at the last like or was she, like was she was she the demon since last <laughs> christmas or just since they put the decorations up death well, which is definitely yeah. after thanksgiving and not a second earlier because don't no no it that. was longer than that so gran ever since they'd had to move in with her and she started being a jerk to um ellie and her mum and the doctors were claiming that it was some kind of dementia, but Ellie had the doubts about that. That was because Gran was possessed. Okay. So, so yeah, the demon had been making use of Gran for a while. Okay. 
I think we've all known that gran, and now I'm kind of like not my own gran. My my nana was absolutely mint, but me and Amanda were talking about it earlier, and I was like, "Oh, that gran is definitely a racist. She's a massive homophobe. She's the kind of old lady who will use that generational terminology just to get away with it." I'm like, "No, my nana wasn't. My nana was a liberal." So, you know, she, 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 we're not tarring all grandparent with that brush. But I can honestly say that one, that like Ellie's grand being not just a pet killer, but like massively phobic and horrible in all regards. Yeah, yeah I think it's pretty safe to say that the grand was not nice while she was um, under demonic influence, at least. But I think before that, she was okay. Um, I feel like so when she was young, Ellie was like baking with Gran, and then all of a sudden, Gran's like, Yeah, taking the role and putting rap on her knuckles. Yeah, because um, Ellie's mum, Andrea, has very fond memories of her, and she's like, She wasn't always like this, and so she sort of puts it down to her getting older and stuff, which mm-hmm. you know, things get kind of written off. Um, but yeah, she wasn't always like that. It was, yeah, definitely something to do with that cupboard under the stairs. Um, Coral has a question. The old mirror is where the demon came from? Yeah. That's where it comes from. Great. Mirrors are a traditional portal as well, so where did the mirror come from? (laughs) Maybe it's always been under the stairs. Oh. Um, I would like to backtrack just a little bit to the grand conversation um and and i feel like i need to share a story a very mm-hmm. short story about my grandmother and christmas time this will span a couple of christmases this story but um there sh- she is no longer with us but she was always terrified of lizards And so one year she pranked everyone in the family by wrapping up a present for herself that was like fishing lure, wormy, lizardy creature. And she opened it up and pretended to pass out. But nobody (laughs) helped her. (laughs) And then my mom, who is an RN, was like, Okay, somebody get some smelling salts after a few minutes. (laughs) So then, fast forward to the next Christmas. She played this practical joke on everyone, right? She wrapped up her own present that had a lizardy creature inside. So I made her a tiny lizard out of, like, pipe cleaner with googly eyes. Because I thought she's, she's joking about it, so she's fine with it. And so I'm sitting on her couch as she's unwrapping all of these presents and she's sitting at the dining room table, which is behind the couch. And all of a sudden, like, I feel something hit the back of my head. She threw the box at me (laughs) with the lizard inside and was, and she said, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about seeing its eyes she could see the devil in its eyes but they were like yellow googly eyes <laughs> yeah so um so you were out of the will <laughs> yeah yeah i was 
I did not get anything in the will. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <sighs> but I just thought, you know, because this is, a, this is a Christmas short story about a grandmother who is maybe not the nicest grandmother in the world, I had to share that story. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> The only bad things my nan used to do was she used to whack me with rolled up newspaper, not maliciously, but would be joking around and she'd have she'd be reading the Sunday paper. She would come around hours every Sunday for our dinner and spend a few hours. She always came down on Christmas Eve and she would sleep over and have Christmas Day with us. It was lovely and I, I miss my, my nan so much. Um but she would um get a we were joking around she had um chronic bronchitis as well so whenever anybody has a cough i'm conditioned just to like talk through it and ignore the fact that they're coughing because my nan used to always just say talk it's fine it's fine i'll get just the conversation so i apologize to anybody who has a cough and i just continue talking i've been conditioned since being a baby and she would she would want to, yeah yeah we're just chatting away and we're joking and she started coughing but then she started blaming me for her coughing because we were joking. And then she started whacking me with the newspaper <laughs> and coughing worse because she was laughing. It was this vicious cycle of coughing and laughing <laughs> to the point where I thought, she, you know, she's going to fall off the sofa. My mum came in and told me off for making her laugh and for making her hit me with a rolled up newspaper. I'm like, come on. <laughs> really? Really? That's fantastic. Cat, oh, no. do you have any? Do you have any great um, slash terrible grandma grandmother stories? I don't. Um, my my grandmother always loved. Um, you know those little toys that you press a button and they start dancing around and singing, and she just had like an entire windowsill full of them that would come out every like December the first. They'd be there and just playing them all over each other. So it was just like this hellish sound. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the, the only Christmas related story that I have about my grandmother, but she was quite a character generally. That's amazing. Um, we've just asked in the comments if anyone has any grand stories that they would like to share with us, but I would like to take this moment to show that Brie says we all look so shiny. Thank you, Brie. Oh, Brie, I'm covered in glitter. You just can't tell. <laughs> it was it was a glitter explosion because duh, it's Christmas. Ah, Christmas. Like vampire Edward. Ah, oh, if only. Oh, yes, <laughs> this is the skin of a killer. I've even got my alpha years in because you can't trust the fear. <laughs> I will feed you the lights. <laughs> well, I have um, I have demon horns up here. That you can't really see very much, but they're there because obviously I am becoming a demon because I am eating the Christmas lights. I like that they're both on one side. It's kind of jaunty like a side ponytail. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going for. Because I have to have my hat on jauntily too. So we might as well just have jaunty double, 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 double horns. Don't say that. That's double, double. Say. <laughs> Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> so do we have anything else about the story that we need to discuss? I mean, we normally talk about a favorite character, but obviously, duh, the demon. And <laughs> it's obviously the demon. Obviously. I have I have a concern that I'd like to express. I'd like to mm. express. Okay, yes. It's the demon's complete lack of 
like responsibility towards the environment like is that not the true like demon in the story it's like oh we can just replace them it's like no 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 you know re reduce reuse recycle that demon is is firing pits of hell Terrible. Everything is disposable to this demon. Christmas lights, people. This demon needs to learn how to recycle. That's for sure. No accountability, responsibility. Um, I bet they put like cardboard in the general waste. Oh my gosh! How despicable, really. Brie has a Grandma Hall on her dad's side that made her her favorite doll and helped her dye a hat flower in my favorite color. That's oh, precious. That How do you have cool a precious thing. story? Getting hit by lizards and newspapers. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> and our grounds wake up and choose violence. <laughs> Bree's wakes up and chooses cold. <laughs> Claire, were you surprised by anything in the story? Um, my only surprise is that the decorations are so easily accessible in the cupboard. Like, you know, in any normal household, they're either in the attic or like the furthest reaches in the depths of, of like the girders live. So it's kind of like, you know, oh, it's just the cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> That's too easy. It's too accessible. That's where the vacuum lives. Yeah, maybe I should have at least, you know, made a climb a ladder or, you know, trip over some boxes first. Oh, that would have been good because then she could have gotten hurt as well, which would have made it better. <laughs> um, ours are under our stairs, but under the, the downstairs stairs, because we have two sets of stairs, they're under the downstairs stairs in like this weird cubby hole. But they're not hard to get to. Is and there a dusty old mirror in there as well? No, but I feel like I need to put one in there. I have a dusty old mirror in my garage where my Christmas decorations are kept. And I have to tell you, when I went to get the Christmas decorations this year, I did not look at the mirror. I was like, <laughs> fuck no. Hell to the no. I bought this mirror from a local charity shop so I can take some fancy pictures of the gorgeous spread edge books that i've got so you can't get the look just as is so i'm going to start taking some fancy fancy pictures for my instagram of the, the gorgeous red edge books but just haven't had the time or energy to do it so it lives in the garage and it's like one of those old it's quite a big mirror with like that horrible old very cheap plastic gilt frame mm -hmm. and it's just there propped up facing the shelves where the in the garage where the decorations are and I was like I'm not looking at that I've read the story I learned my lessons from stories <laughs> I am not falling down that trap fuck you demon fuck you so I'm quite convinced <laughs> I have a demon living in like a demon portal in my garage so if anybody wants to be a kid you know hit me up I'll, I can send you through the portal of hell to my garage that does not sound nice you could well, like, open your garage door and have it as like a sort of alternative grotto for Christmas. Oh, now that's that. better. Make some coin. Um, it could just be extended storage as well. I want you know. Well, yeah, you're running out of storage space. It so just chucks you know, stuff two reception the rooms, two baths, ensuite, demon portal to hell. It's really great. Point. 
Um, Coral asks, so now what happens to the mom? She gets the demon next year? I guess it depends on how long Ellie lasts with it. How long do you think she's got? Well, I mean, she's young. She has that on her side. Mm. Um, Bree says she, she bet mom dies before that, which... <laughs> I mean, the demon immediately wanted to smash her head with a brick, so you're probably right. Yeah, I don't know how long mom's going to survive. Um, I mean, maybe after everybody dies, the movers, one of those, will pick up the demon when they go to, to get the mirror oh, out. Oh, yes. Or like they have an estate sale and somebody who comes trying to buy everything for super cheap, they get it. It gets donated to Oxfam and then it's just Randall. Mm-hmm gets it shit my garage <laughs> sorry uh, i'm reevaluating my life choices now <laughs> you need to be careful claire there's not been any weird thumps coming from the garage as i carefully listen it's fine it's fine it's fine uh should should we move on to would you rather yes 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 yes, yes we should let's see if i can make a sound this time Oh, don't be too loud. That's all right. I could make a sound this time. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Would You Rather. Pew, 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 pew. Yay. I still think we should just get everybody going pew, 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 pew for us. <laughs> so we asked on social media, would you rather have festive decorations up for entirely too long or not long at all? On Facebook, 63% are having them up too long. On Instagram, 78%. 8% are having them up far too long. On TikTok, again, too long with 67%. And everybody on threads is having their decorations up forever. Yay. We have some comments before we have to make any decisions. Colin on thread, it's no great decorations up too long, but not long enough. Plus, I hate the process of taking down Christmas decorations. So the longer I can put that off, that particular brand of bullshit, the better. <laughs> Coral on Facebook says, don't get me wrong, love the holidays, but having decor up, I can only take the clutter. Oh, I mean, decorations for so long. Love the feeling of putting it all away. And then she says, happy holidays, everyone. Yay. Thanks, Coral. <laughs> Uh, Bree says Colin is right. Drew on Facebook says, I am the Grinch. That's true. Drew on Facebook says, I am the Grinch, and it's a lot of effort to put them all up. Bree on Facebook, hey, it's Bree, says, it's so much work putting them up. I'm not taking them down until I'm good and ready. So they stay long past Christmas proper. There it mm. is. And Krillin Rufroy, God, my tongue does not want to work today, on threads said, decorating is a lot of work. I'm leaving mine up entirely too long. Although I took wreath making class the other day and women teaching it said that historically, Christmas season continues on through Candlemas on February 2nd. So I'm not overdue until then. I'm sorry. February, 20, February 2nd? Oh, it is long. That's a long time. I feel like I'm fine with having general decorations up, but not Christmas. Like, 
Christmas decorations, like a Christmas tree, don't put the Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving in the United States. That's the end of November for you people who don't live in the United States. Oh, you're so, you're so cool. Um, <laughs> but don't don't put it up. Don't put it. You don't put your Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. No. My house is a little bit different this year because we have Halloween lights and they're still up. We put Halloween lights up at the beginning of October. And then when Christmas time came around, we decorated a Christmas tree with like skeletons and bats and spooky stuff too. So all of that is still up. Um, so that's kind of a long time, but we didn't put the Christmas tree up. So, so it's fine. See, I would say Halloween is 365 days of the year. So, yeah. I mean, you're looking at the person whose Halloween skeleton has become a member of the family. So. We lost you a little bit, Claire. We know that you were Christmas talking about Scully Joe, but then. I'm just saying that, you know, Scully Joe, it was a Halloween decoration and it now is a member of the family. So holiday decorations can, especially Halloween, be all year yeah. round. Yeah. Christmas trees are a bit different. But yeah. I'm still going to have them yeah. up too long because I like to feel festive. I like to, mm. I like the feeling of the season, no matter what the season is. Yeah. We used to have a tradition in my family when we had real Christmas trees. I and mean, we have a fake Christmas tree now. But when I was a kid, we would have a real Christmas tree. And then we would, at New Year's Eve, like right before it switches over to New Year's Day at midnight, we would pull off all of the Christmas decorations from the Christmas tree and take it out into the yard and set it on fire. <laughs> We don't do that anymore, though, because we have fake trees. But, yeah, we used to do that. That was a good time. But then you didn't have your Christmas stuff up for too long because you set it on fire. <laughs> you don't have to worry about storage. Yeah, literally set it on fire. It's fine. Yeah, that's some kind of cleansing ritual, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. It's very Except paganistic. We... I love it. Yeah, but then we had to go back inside and, like, tidy up all the decorations and stuff because you know you're just ripping stuff off <laughs> because if you don't burn it before new year's i mean clearly you have bad luck or something or someone throws a lizard at you i'm not sure <laughs> Kat, what's your answer to this question my well, having had a Christmas where because we were like moving house and boxes were everywhere and stuff like that, we didn't put up any Christmas decorations at all that year. And it just didn't feel like Christmas. So um, I would much rather have them up for too long than not put them up at all. I, I mean, I don't know if you two both had this thing when you were little, if you didn't take them down before Epiphany, the 6th of January, the superstition is that you have to then leave them up until Easter. Oh. Which we never yes, did. I've heard that. <laughs> but it was like the 5th of January was the cutoff then. You had to get them down by then, which is fine by me. But My brother's birthday is the 5th of January. 
So we always make sure the decorations when I was growing up was down for his birthday. So mm-hmm. then it was his birthday and it was north of the year to Christmas. So now it's like my son's birthday is the end of November. It's his birthday until December. And then we can start Christmas in December. And then all decorations have to be down before my brother's birthday. So it's his clear birthday. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. my nan, when she was alive, her birthday was December 17th. So she was the full mashup. <laughs> yeah, my husband is on Boxing Day, which is really inconvenient. And I wish he had chosen to be born on a better day. Um, so selfish very annoying (laughs) (laughs) he gets a Christmas birthday just Um, me to get a really cool big present when you were growing up I don't know if you guys had that where like if there was something you wanted like a big computer or like a really big expensive gift it would be a way it has to be a Christmas and birthday present well my birthday is August so that's really like a long period of time whereas (laughs) if it's January 5th or something or boxing day like your husband it's only a short period of time so really it kind of feels combined and it's it's fine (laughs) yeah I think he felt like he would get you know the happy Christmas birthday present and it would just be like one present really oh, birthday no present fun. wrapped in Christmas paper is the worst oh. Oh. yeah um, I always make sure that I wrap his in separate Christmas and birthday paper to well make it easier for me to differentiate but yeah <laughs> um, Coral also burned the tree when she was a kid so thank goodness I'm not the only one and <laughs> being awesome Yes, and Brie now wants to leave hers up until Easter. So, do Look. it, Brie. Do it, dare yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. There was another comment. Ah, this one, Bookworm Baker, which is our friend, Superfan Constance. The trade at the beginning of November? No, nah, yeah. nah, 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 dog. nah, nah, reindeer. Nah, Fox. All of the animals that we've been talking about for the past <laughs> few months. Yes. Um, okay, so next would you rather question. Would you rather see the demon in the mirror or feel it slithering up your body? Hmm. The body's very invasive, isn't it? Like, mm. you know, Hello, this is your dance space. This is my dance space. You know, <laughs> respect my body autonomy. Yes, Dean. So I'll, I'll see you in. I'll put. I'll, I'll see you in the mirror, and I'll put that mirror in the garage. Yes, I will thank you to stay in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to feel. I don't want to feel that. I don't I don't like for like random people to touch me or demons as it were. I don't like that. I don't like that. So I would rather see it in the mirror. And that's fine. Yeah. And for me definitely just seeing it in the mirror where I can slam a door on it and start running. I think that would be my choice every day. Yeah. I, I imagine it's like it, it's it feels cold and moist, but it's that kind of weird cold moist where it isn't actually wet. It just feels like it should be wet. You know, like slime. Have you ever like you know mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the slime? It's horrible stuff. 
and it's cold and it it is but it doesn't leave like any residue on your hand but it feels cold and wet and that's why i imagine the slithering demon feels like yeah kind of like corpse fingery yeah corpse fingery i like that (laughs) got Um, some good responses in the chat amanda we do brie says my answer is nope I'll just cover all my mirrors forever, become a vampire. Yes. All vampires all the time. All vampires all the time. We like that. Um, Coral says no touchy touch. (laughs) Agreed. Hard agree. And Bookworm Baker, superfan Constant, says I would rather see it in the mirror. I had a real life experience with being touched by something bad. One time at my grandma's house, something touched my shoulder and then clogged down my back. No, oh, no. no. It made no. her cry. It felt so wrong. Nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah dog. No reindeer, nah, no pop, not all nah, the animals. Nah, 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 nah. Nah. That's not the granny story that we're hoping for. <laughs> yeah, because the grandma wasn't involved. Was it the grandma? Did your grandma scratch you? <gasps> Did your grandma set you up to be touched by a demon? Oh, that is That'd not the kind of date a grandmother should set you up on. I feel like we're now very much disparaging this poor grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Bree says we're back around full circle to the horrible grandma stories, which is what we pride ourselves on, I think. <laughs> Oh, Constance has confirmed she was alone in the room. Her grandma did not have any kind of ulterior morphative. Yeah. <laughs> and Coral says, oh, chills. Didn't like that. Didn't like that Ugh. one bit. Nah, nah. nah. Uh, what's our next question, Claire? You are a demon. Statement of fact. Would you <laughs> rather do evil things to neighborhood animals or to your mother? Please remember... This is a hypothetical question. And know that we are not actually psychopaths or endorsing any kind of evil things to neighborhood animals or people's parents. At all. (laughs) How do you answer this question, Kat? This is all your fault. I feel like you have to answer it first. Yeah, I mean, I I know that I have brought this upon myself. I write the horrible things that doesn't make me a horrible person. <laughs> um, obviously, I could not do either. But I think my mum would probably tell you that there is a seed of evil in me. So, um, and at least she could defend herself. I mean, my mum's feisty. You know, I think she 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 could handle it better than the local neighbourhood pets. Same. I don't want to hurt an animal. I don't want to like in, in, you know, watching like horror movies or any kind of movie where something bad happens to an animal. I'm just like, that's what gets me. I cover up my eyes with that. If blood, guts, whatever. But don't hurt an animal. I can't handle that. So no, we did appreciate that, that you put a trigger warning at the, at the beginning of your story for that. However, we did not do that. So sorry, everyone. Yeah, I mean, there is no, like, on-page animal cruelty. So, yes. yeah. hopefully it should be okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Do you have an answer, Claire? 
no, I was thinking about texting my mum though, because she'll be watching right now, but she won't be in the comments. <laughs> so I was thinking about asking her permission. Can can it be her so I don't have to hurt the animals? Um <laughs> I don't want to hurt animals. We don't have a lot of neighborhood animals, there's lots of cats around here, but I don't really see them. Don't you hurt a cat, Claire? Oh my god. Excuse me, I do not. Remember that cat that came into my garden that had the horrible wheeze and we thought it was dying? And, you know, I put the message out on Facebook and said, does anybody know if this cat's got an owner? We're just a little concerned by it and we just want to check that it's receiving medical treatment. Everybody, you included, were like, oh, you're a, you're a cat mom now. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm really not. This is somebody's cat. I'm not taking responsibility of it. But, you know, at least, you know, I checked. I don't think there's many pets. I don't see... A lot. Oh no, they've got a dog across the road. I'm not a dog. I love dogs. <sighs> right. Okay. I'm just gonna look dead in the camera. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> oh, I love you, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. I bought Christmas presents for you, ma'am. Um. Everybody in the comments doesn't want to hurt animals. So thank goodness. Thank goodness we're all terrible to people, but not. Terrible. Our mums were gonna take one for the team. It's fine. <laughs> Our mums will take one for the team. They'll understand. I'm going to get a text now. <laughs> you probably are. <laughs> okay, next question. Let's move on past that one. Please. Would you rather be possessed or eat Christmas lights? I'm worried about the poop. If you eat the Christmas light. That's like... the next question, Claire. Don't skip ahead. <laughs> Fiber intake is important to note. You need to be regular about these things. Can I just be possessed all the time? I think you already are, so... I think that's true. But it gives I'm you gonna... an excuse for everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, my mum's texted us. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Claire's mom. We love you. <gasps> she says no more sourdough. Oh, punishment. Oh, burn. That's what you get. Burn. Dang it. <sighs> Let's see. Bree's going to eat the Christmas lights. Modern medicine can help with that. <laughs> I would like to see the x-ray. <laughs> yeah. Can we plug them up inside the x-ray machine? Yeah. Without cause problems. I mean, mine are battery powered, so it would probably last a while. And these are dead skinny, so I wouldn't have a problem swallowing these, apart from when we hit the battery pack. Right? Yes, yeah. this battery pack is huge. <laughs> these are a bit too chewy. <laughs> yours are yeah, yours are really big. Oh, please don't end up going to A and E over this. <laughs> I'm going to be possessed because then it's like, you know, a free ride to just be bad, I suppose. Yeah. And then I can be like, oh, I was possessed. And then we can like turn into like my best friend's exorcism and we can just have that as ride or die kind of situation. Yeah, yeah I like it. You, I mean, to get possessed, though, you'd have to go through the cold slime feeling. Oh, damn it. Two seconds, I'll just go in the garage. <laughs> Um, Bookworm Baker says possessed jokes on the demon. My body is wrecked. <laughs> oh, have you seen the the, the, the com like the, one of those web comic before panel comics where it's like the demon possesses somebody's body and it's like, oh, all this anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
hey, I'm a millennial. Welcome to the welcome to the anxiety ridden, overweight nervousness that is me. <laughs> Jokes on you. Um, Coral is with Bree. Just chew really well. <laughs> I don't want a demon in me. Just chew really well. I like that response. I wonder if the de- being demon possessed like a diet, like you'd lose weight and stuff, it will get you fit. It's like this shell is so unfit physically and mentally. So like it takes me to therapy. It gets me, it takes us to the gym, start eating really well, you know, you know, just proper portion sizes and all that kind of thing. And then, you know, when I have that exorcism, I'm like, hey, I've lost a few stone. Bonus. Yeah, and you know, there's probably a lot of vomiting that happens with the exorcism. I mean, there's I'm, always I'm, vomiting in an exorcism. There, there is, there is, there is. But I mean, I'm not endorsing that kind of like you know weight no, loss program. That's at not all. the way to no. lose weight. But no, I'm just thinking the demon happen. Treat my body better. Mm. You you kind of make it sound like a, a tapeworm that likes the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what demons are. <laughs> Apparently. I want to go on the demon possessed diet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I would um definitely be eating the Christmas lights rather than getting possessed by a demon. Yeah, any day. Especially these skinny ones. I think I could handle it. As, yeah, just as... like slurp them up like a spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, I'd be fine. My insides are robust. <laughs> <laughs> I get my five a day and I eat plenty fiber. We're all okay. (laughs) Fine. Just extra vitamins. Yes. Okay. Um, Brie says barbecue sauce fixes everything. Or peanut butter. (laughs) Barbecue sauce or peanut butter is vile. Controversial thought, but it's vile. I can't do peanut butter because that would actually kill me. Oh, no. (laughs) I wouldn't really. Look, Bree's thinking about things here. A demon creep being creepier because it's shambling around in your meat suit. No, I, this is my would you rather, Bree. I'm Lord and Master of all I survey. So that's what's happening in my would you rather demon possession diet routine. It's going to get me fit. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, what's our last question, Claire? <laughs> You well, hinted kind of, at it a moment ago. It's kind of yeah. I was going to say it's harkening back a bit. Would you rather be possessed or poop out Christmas lights? I just don't understand how the poop out could be comfortable. If you chew them pretty well on the way in, though, <laughs> would it act like a floss and just clean you out? <laughs> You'd have to like. Get, you know how they do tapeworms and like the, I don't know if it's true. You know this is that hypothetical where they have like the the spool and they've got to turn it slowly. <laughs> Would you have to do the same with the, the lights? And then Just when it's all it done, up. you kind of like exactly. You kind of like, oh, my Christmas lights are all nicely wound, ready for the tree next year. Yeah, and they're all you know cleaned off because you'd yeah. have to clean them as you're pulling them out. Yeah. I knew somebody once whose cat had eaten tinsel. <laughs> So kind of the same thing as it came out. It was not just, you know, small bite-sized pieces. <laughs> it had to kind of give it a little pull. <laughs> the cat was fine. I will say that. 
The cat was fine. <laughs> That's good. Um, I mean, a, a fictional hangover, we do not kink shame, but I'm, there'll be places on the internet, the dark, dark places on the oh internet, God. where this kind of thing is like enticing. Yeah. But I think, I don't know if that's coming out or going in. Well, it's got to go in and come out. Or and go out to come the in. Horror author is cringing. <laughs> yes. yes. Said. Mission accomplished. We can end the call. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. That's the end. Of you haven't, have, you an, have we answered? Have we all said poop? I No, I said I'm a demon all the time. I mean, oh, well, I, I said that with the last question, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm still on that demon possessed diet. So, unless yeah, demon I'll, possessed diet. I'll, just, I'll just poop them out. It's fine. It's not fine, but you're making me do this. <laughs> and uh, as you poop them out, the lights start like flashing. Oh, poop out broken glass and wires. No, no, I'm I'm saying that they're like these very thin LED Christmas mm. lights, like I'm wearing. Mm. I'm not doing nothing with broken glass. <laughs> no. Would you like no. these? And I some plastic. Yeah, that robust. <laughs> no, no, no. These would come out pretty much sideways. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm thinking about this too much. Stop. <laughs> Move on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, so we have some other would you rather questions, but then we also have some other stuff that would loop back into the episode because we do have suggestions of if you liked this story, you have to try this. And we also have favorite final thought quotes. So I feel like we should do those before we move on to our other questions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So favorite final thought quote. Just read the entire story. I think that would probably be the easiest thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of plagiarism. <laughs> do you have any quotes, Claire? I'll give you a couple. Um, but at their core, each orange light held a heart of pure shadow. And in my head, that shadow tastes like sherbet. <laughs> um... And, oh, well, this one's very appropriate given what's in my garage, but the face in the mirror wasn't her own. Those are good. Those are good. I've got a couple as well. Though she couldn't see its mouth, she sensed it smiling. (laughs) So good. And then also, to tag along with that, Ellie smiled, her eyes seeming to glow for a moment. Just a moment. And then it started blinking and doing some weird straw pattern. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay. If you liked this, try this. What are you going to suggest that can possibly hashtag tenuous link with this story? Oh, it's the tenuous of tenuous links, TM. Um, I was just looking through for like demon possession stories that weren't too adult. I was trying to go YA. I know we cover a whole spectrum now, but I was trying to think something that was a bit more YA. And I found this one, which I do quite like the sound of. And it's called Small Town Monsters by Diane Rodriguez Wallach. Um, and I'll give you the summary. Um, 
Vera Martinez wants nothing more than to escape Roaring Creek and her parents' reputation as demonologists. Not to mention, she's the family outcast, lacking her parents' innate abilities, and is terrified of the occult things lurking in their basement. Replaced with down under stairs cupboard, if need be. Maxwell Oliver is supposed to be enjoying the summer before his senior year, spending his days thinking about parties and friends. Instead, he's taking care of his little sister while his mom slowly becomes someone he doesn't recognise. Possession much? Soon he suspects that what he thought was grief over his father's death might be something more sinister. When Maxwell and Vera join forces, they come face to face with deeply disturbing true stories of cults, death worship, and the very nature that drives people to evil. Ooh, so it's got some of the tones, some of the possession, the weird spaces that you shouldn't go into. Hmm. Um, basements, we, we don't really have basements in the UK too much now. It's more cupboards under the stairs. So, you know, it's there. It's there. Sure. What have you got? Well, I took my um, tenuous link in a different direction and I read another short story this one is called Tooth Worms Ew. by Lore Gislison. Gislison. I'm not sure if that's a hard G or a soft G. And the summary is very short because the story is very short. It's not like ours. A man gets more than he bargained for after an impromptu tooth extraction at home goes horribly wrong. So I went, you know, stuff in your mouth, stuff in your mouth, down your throat. Hashtag tenuous link. I mean, it's got something to do with teeth, so this surprises no one. Right. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, everyone. The tooth, when extracted, fills the mouth with worms. So. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. It was a really good story. <laughs> <laughs> it involves spitting, spitting in that book, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. So now we need to ask our other non would you rather questions. Um, what was your inspiration for this little little creepy, little delicious story, Kat? I think I was sort of dusting off the Christmas decorations, ready to put them out, and kind of looking ahead to the horrible chore that is putting them away again and thinking, you know, I really don't want to do this and just feeling a little bit anti-Christmas chores. So, yeah, I think that was where it came from and the idea of just stuffing them all away again early. Yeah, mm. that was really. That's great. I, it does feel like it would be nicer if somebody would just come round and put them out and then put them away again. Like, there is probably people who would do that, but I'm cheap. <laughs> well, you know, earlier Coral said she likes putting them away. Yeah, but Coral will have to travel thousands of miles to come and put mine away. I mean, she, she's more than welcome to. Yeah, we can just have Coral come to all of our houses, you know, hang out for a little while, and then help us clean up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think Coral may disagree. <laughs> probably does. But, you know, Coral might like to travel. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading Bree's comment. Don't let Elf on your shelf. Let Elf in your yard to decorate. <laughs> Pretty great. Claire, do you want to ask our next question? Yeah, I was just thinking, well, you know, you've talked, you've obviously done the story about Christmas lights. What is your favourite type of holiday decoration? Is it lights? The trees? Is it something else? Well, I do like anything that lights up for some reason. Um, but I I collect, kind of, I have four of them. Um, you know, little, like, Christmas houses that light up? So I have a, a village going on on my, my hearth by my fire. Um, so I, I like those. They're my favourites. I like anything that's in miniature anyway. Nice. That's fun. I like really tiny stuff too. Mm. But I also like lights. I have a variety of lights. And You've got loads going on in your background. Which I yeah, like. I know. So many. And then, like I was talking about before we started, the Christmas was or the Christmas tree was on, but it looked like a small fire, so we had to turn that one off. <laughs> <laughs> it's your bonfire to throw your tree on yes it's it's already it's the representation of the bonfire because oh, cool. it's just back there flaming in the background let's just tie it all together yeah do you have a favorite claire probably the lights we do have a, a snowman that is officially an antique, I would say now. It was uh, my husband's grandmother's from when she passed away, oh, gosh, nine years ago now. It was the one thing my husband asked for, like his remembrance, and it was the snowman. But it's not a snowman that stands there normally. When he used to go, this is going back to the granny stories, every time he used to go around her little granny flat, this snowman was always by the television and he would turn it upside down so it was on its hat, uh, it's on, on its hat and see how long it took for his uh, grand to notice and turn it the right way up. <laughs> so now we have that snowman and every year it gets put out and it gets put out on its hat. <laughs> and we've had to tell our little boy, we told our little boy the story, but we have, obviously he doesn't remember because he's, you know, being a baby and we've grown up and he now knows the story so he knows the snowman always goes on its hat goes on its hat so it's probably that because i like the sentimentality to it as well um it's cute it's that is cute yeah it's ancient it is absolutely ancient that snowman but you know i do like lights yeah. like freaking moth looking at them oh look at the pretty <laughs> yeah I guess I have a, um, it's like a, like an advent calendar sort of thing. It's a gingerbread house and it has tiny little doors every day from, you know, December 1st to December 25th that my mom gave me a few years ago and we use it. Like we give each other gifts every day of December. So I like that. It's cute. It's traditional, I guess. That's really nice. I love advent, advent calendars anyway. Yeah. And, you know, we have good, good stuff and some silly stuff too. And like every, it's like inside jokes and stuff. So it's fun. I like that. That's good. I wish you had like, you don't have like the, the, the like Christmas cracker tradition. You don't get crackers in the US. No, we don't have crackers. Mm -hmm. no. You don't have crackers. It's weird, mm -hmm. isn't it? And did you know it's illegal to send crackers to the United States? Because of the explosives? Because of the snap. Yeah. <laughs> However, no. you can send them through the post if you take the snaps out. Oh, well, that's pointless then. It, can, it it does, but, you know, 
an American doesn't know doesn't understand the cracker. I mean, I don't know about you, Cap, but when I was at school, we had to make crackers using toilet roll tubes yeah. and uh, crepe paper, and they didn't have snaps. I don't think I ever made them. Oh, um, <gasps> yeah, I know, deprived child, but <laughs> yeah, it's a childhood trauma. We always had them with the snaps. I mean, the snaps is the good part. Um, Bree needs some clarification on the crackers, please. Um, okay, I've got one <sighs> on my Christmas tree up here as I reach over. And while you're looking for that, we'll share some other things. Annie has whiskey advent calendar that she loves and posts adorable videos of every night. She does. So you go, Brie. This is a cracker. It's just cardboard. And inside, you get three things. You get a paper hat. Traditionally, you get a paper hat. You get a joke. Or sometimes it has, like, a riddle on. Uh, and then a gift. And the gift can vary between, like, um, we've had them where... You know, you get sometimes there'll be nail clippers or like a um a fortune teller fish or just crappy tat that ends up in the bin. Or we've had them where we've had like wind up Rudolphs and Santas for racing. Um and there's a snap inside, which is just a piece of cardboard that runs all the way down, and then as you pull it apart, it kind of grates together and goes pop. So if you ever pull a cracker that doesn't have a snap, you've got to go pop. I can show you something that I got in a Christmas cracker that I use all the time. You see these tiny little screwdrivers? Oh, yes. That is a proper Christmas cracker get a gift. They're amazing. I have used them so much, and I got them about 10 years ago in a Christmas cracker. But yeah. The, the most important part of Christmas crackers, though, is that they have to, you, you pull them apart, you and somebody else holds an end each, you pull them apart, and they make the cracking sound. So That's really fun. Yes. Um, Brie also questions fortune teller fish. <laughs> it's this ridiculous. I don't even know what it's. It's just a little bit of plastic that looks like an orange fish that you put on your palm. And depending if it curls head or tail or doesn't curl at all, which way it curls, it's supposed to be your fortune. You get a little slip of paper that explains it. it the ridiculous and naff as anything. <laughs> but yeah, fortune teller fish. Let's see. Coral... Uh, loves nutcrackers. And um, Bookworm Baker has started over with almost everything and is now collecting cute blown glass ornaments. So that's precious. I still have that one Christmas thing that I always want that I will not use as a Christmas gift, but I still want that blow mold donkey from the nativity scene that I can use as a lamp inside my house. I suppose that's a Christmas decoration. Well, it's only a Christmas decoration if you designate it as a Christmas decoration. You could just yes. designate it as a decoration. As a donkey as a with donkey. lights that I can turn into a lamp. That's all I want. I don't know how long I've wanted one of those now. It's never... I want one of those log reindeers that you can get where it's got like a log body and a log head and it's like stick arms and stick legs and stuff. I absolutely love one. There's one around the corner on somebody's front garden. Just and I'm honestly I Just go steal it. No, that would be wrong. Blame it on the demon. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> Just eat the lights, I'll get to Just start eating them as fast as you can. I, I I will one day similar to you Amanda I will stumble across one and I'll be like 
ridiculously excited that I've got this freaking log yeah. around here. Yeah. Um, Emily has a candy wicker bowl that she puts out every Christmas because it features a snowman. Oh, we love a snowman. We do. Not the snow, we just love a snowman. Okay, so Kat, what's your favorite festive horror story or festive creature? Well, this is kind of both. Um, Krampus was something that I did not know about at all until maybe like seven or eight years ago it wasn't something I grew up with hearing about Krampus didn't know anything about Krampus but also the movie Krampus um I can't remember the name of the people who are in it but yeah that movie love it and I do tend to watch it over and over again nice I do like that one it's a good movie yeah my favorite one is Jack Frost but everyone knows that about me Jack Frost the mutant killer snowman not Michael Keaton (laughs) not that one the bad B horror movie one. That one. So good. That's a good I, one. I think Rare Export is underappreciated as a Christmas horror movie. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Rare Exports. Yes. It's either no I think it's Norwegian. Um watch it with subtitles not dubbed. Um there's very little dialogue in it, so it's fine. But the whole premise is that there are reindeer farmers. And the reindeer start disappearing, and something is eating them. And it's very much done from the child's perspective as well, but it's child's perspective with full gore. Oh, yes, <laughs> it, does, it does not hold back. And the people who are the reindeer farmers, they're also butchers as well. So they've got um, an on-site um, slaughterhouse as well. And there's some very fun scenes that take place in there. It's not like slasher at all i would not say it's a slasher because i'm not really into slasher horror but um it's it's got blood and guts in it it's very very good i think it's on amazon at the moment if you call amazon so it's very very good underrated you want to ask another question claire well i was just wondering what non-horror movie you might like i mean mine's muppet christmas carol and (laughs) anybody says that's anything else i think's wrong but I have been introducing my child lately to new Christmas movies. So watch what what's festive movies that's non-horror. I I love all kinds of Christmas movies. Um I've already watched Home Alone uh this year. I've watched uh, last night we watched Die Hard. Yes. And, Good, because it uh, is a Christmas movie. Yes. Just set at Christmas. Yeah. It was released in July. And Muppet's Christmas Carol, of course, as Claire said. Um, also, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which doubles up as both a Halloween and a Christmas movie, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love all kinds of different ones. Um, love Actually is all right. I mean, mm. is it? Is it? Is it? Well, um, I've heard that you're supposed to watch Love Actually and then you're supposed to watch Die Hard because then Alan Rickman gets thrown off of the top of the Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Well, he gets his comeuppance. Spoilers, Amanda. Oh, my God. People might... If you haven't seen Die Hard by now. Spoilers. No. There's no spoilers <laughs> for that. The movie's been out for far too long. You see, yeah. I, I I, used to think Love Actually was all right, but then I watched it again. I went, oh, no, this is problematic. And oh, Elf, yeah, it is. Yeah. Elf is not that good of a movie either. Nativity's good. That's funny. That is funny. 
I don't really care for Christmas movies that much. Mm. I guess more like like the Hallmarky style, like ugh. I don't want to watch oh, that. I've I don't... seen a few of those that absolute trash. I don't want to watch something else. No, I don't want to watch that. Oh, I love all kinds of Christmas trash. I am a glutton for it. No. I will watch Home Alone, though. I like Home Alone. I that got ridiculously well. excited about the Christmas Prince movies, and then when it was like the, the Princess Switch 2, I was like, oh, there's a second one? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Coral. Gremlins. Perfect Christmas movie. Yep. Yes. A perfect Christmas horror movie. That That is dark shit right there. But they're precious when they dress up and they're singing their little carols and their little scarves. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 if you could honestly have the animatronic versions of those, I'm surprised. I would be surprised that you haven't already got them. Annie agrees. Love actually, then Die Hard. Um, Bree says Rankin Bass Christmas specials, specifically with Rudolph. Rankin Bass. What's Rankin Bass? Is that those weird claymation ones, Brie? Hopefully she'll respond soon. Yeah, I'm not familiar with them either. No, no it's because I... it's got to be Ardman, you know, Wallace and Gromit. Hashtag excessively British. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, hand-drawn cartoons. Oh, I'm going to have to be ignored. Yeah, I don't know. I'll just have to... We'll have to research that because I don't know what that is either. Oh, interesting. Sounds like it should be a fish, like a singing fish. No, not a singing fish. Not like this. Rankin Bass. <laughs> Wait, no, they are stop motions, she says in all capital letters. And they did do some claymation ones, but she grew up with the animated ones. Oh, okay. She was mixing stuff up. Easy done. Yeah. Um, so, what does the perfect Christmas look like to you, Kat? Do you eat any Christmas lights? Not many. I try not to. Um, my perfect Christmas is the Christmas that I usually have, to be honest, where I get all of my Christmas chores and deliveries and visits and that stuff done by Christmas Eve at the latest. And then Christmas Day, I go around to my mum's house. She makes me a Christmas dinner. I don't have to do any cooking or washing up. I, I contribute a sherry trifle, which is all she will allow. And then I go home, don't have to wash up, and just usually fall asleep on the couch watching something Christmassy. That's ideal to me. That sounds really nice. If you're not on the sofa, falling asleep by the time the Doctor Who Christmas special comes on, are you really doing Christmas right? <laughs> hmm. Is that what what you both do? It usually involves a visit from one set of parents, then we eat, and then a visit from another set of parents, and then we fall asleep on the sofa, like in an absolute nutshell. Mm. But it's you know Christmas to me is just Christmas Day itself is super busy. Like I I, I like Boxing Day, and my gift to Amanda every year is that she has to have a Boxing Day. Um, because Boxing Day is just chill. Like you've got tons of food leftovers, which is sometimes better than the actual Christmas dinner itself. And there's no like obligation to get dressed or brush your hair. You don't have you're not working, especially in retail, and you can just like you just 
properly chill on Boxing Day. Whereas Christmas Day, I think, is quite mm. busy, especially like um, with family visits sometimes. We do Christmas Eve um, in my family, and we go to my parents' house, and we have Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas Eve dinner, which I've shared recently with all of my friends. That's what we do. Um, so we have that, and then we get up kind of early on Christmas morning still, even though we're all, you know, almost older than 40, we still get up early and, and open Christmas presents with the whole family. So that's fun. And then we go home and take a nap. Naps are important. Naps are the, the key ingredient. Naps are a key ingredient Christmas, especially. You need yes. to make sure that you keep your energy levels going. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Bree's family does a big Christmas Eve, too, or with hors d'oeuvres. Share a crab treat recipe for anyone who wants it. I think that's probably a good idea. Sharing recipes is always fun. Mm. I like crab. I don't really cook with it. I need that recipe then. <laughs> um, so do we have any other questions that we need to ask Kat? Clary? I'm curious. We were talking about this um, before, um, and especially in the different episode as well, Cable, because again, what's the best slash worst present you've ever been given? <laughs> or what's the best slash worst present you've given someone? Who have you purposely tortured? <laughs> Well, I will tell you first the worst present that I have ever been given. Um, this was, hopefully she'll never watch this because she doesn't know that I hated it, um, <laughs> from my auntie. Um, she gave me, it was a garden ornament, like a cement garden ornament in the shape of a young girl who's sort of lying with her hands like this reading a book but her eyes are absolutely blank. She has no pupils or anything. So she looks like this eyeless girl just reading a book. And it's the freakiest thing that we named Wee Nancy. <laughs> and because it was so awful, um, my sister and I take turns now hiding it in each other's houses and gardens just to freak <laughs> each other out. So like every few months we just go and hide it somewhere where it will just scare the shit out of each other. Um, that sounds amazing. That's the true meaning of any gift. <laughs> so yeah, we Nancy gets around. Um, <laughs> for, I'm trying to think of the worst gift that I've ever given somebody, apart from we Nancy to my sister on occasion. Um, I don't know. I don't intentionally give bad gifts. Maybe others would say that they're terrible. I'll tell you something I am great at doing, and that is choosing sunglasses for people, which I oh. feel is a rare skill. I am very, very good at choosing sunglasses that will suit oh. people. Oh. I need help with that. Can you help me choose a pair of sunglasses? Because yes. I, I have a very small head. They don't ever look right <laughs> on me. Not a problem. I will hook you up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I still, from that episode that you're talking about claire i still have my little friend sitting here he's just sitting by the he's just oh, sitting by my computer there. he's still it's there still... but look at him do i have to yeah because now he's in the live so now he's special 
And everyone just look at his little tuft of hair that he's got. Oh, is that hair? I thought it was like mold or something. No, no, that's his little that's his little tuft of hair. But yeah, he's still sitting here. So I'm glad that I didn't put him back on the shelf where he belongs. Because that was a secret Santa as well, wasn't it? It was a secret Santa gift, yeah. I've I've had two fantastic secret Santa presents. Um, the first one was a bunch of dinosaur toys, and I was like, "That this is perfect." I just literally just sat for the rest of the day. I was working in the office at the time and just being like, rawr, rawr. "I was like, if you've seen Firefly, I was basically wash off Firefly playing with the dinosaurs." <laughs> and the other one was actually um, when I was pregnant. Um, I was on maternity leave for the Secret Santa, but they were like, oh, come bring child in. We want child cuddles. We'll do the Secret Santa on the day you come in. So I went in for the team meeting, brought the child in, lost him for an hour. I literally had no sight of him. And I got the three things I'd been craving the most while I was pregnant. And that was hot dogs, brie, because I freaking love brie cheese, um, and a four-pack of Corona and some limes. <laughs> Because you can't eat any of those while you're with child. And I was like still very highly emotional because I'd only given birth like two weeks beforehand, if that. And I was like sobbing, I'm going to eat so much cheese because he's a formula baby and I can eat it. I was so happy. I literally ate that entire wheel of brie and drank all those beers. I was suffering. Oh, just I, I feasted. It was just <laughs> disgusting. But uh, I was so appreciative of getting these. It was absolutely freaking amazing. The best Christmas present I can recall, it's probably more of a nostalgia thing. And I think that's probably the ones that always stick with you. Is when I was really, really little, my mum got me a desk, a chair, and a typewriter. And it was Ooh. a white plastic desk with a match and it had yellow drawers and accessories and it came with a yellow chair white yellow and white chair that was plastic as well but it was like cut that it i always remember it had like a square pattern to it indented pattern and the typewriter had gray keys and it was white and yellow and my mum taught me to type by putting a tight a tea towel over my hands and was like yeah just just type this is how you're going to learn. You can't look at the keys. You've got to type. So that's how I, come, I can touch type. That's how my mum taught me. And I remember just playing, like writing stories and just, you know, just writing letters and just using this desk and chair and typewriter all the time. And me and my brother, when we were little, turning the chair onto its back and using it as like a makeshift computer and pretending that we're on starships and stuff. And, you know, you're shifting the furniture around in the living room and making pillow forts and stuff. And just the nostalgia of that and I think that was the same year my brother got his first computer as well and it was like it's the Christmas from my childhood when my nan was there and Goldie the dog was there and I remember the little Christmas tree and I think it was the I remember the 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 sitting room door was got wrapped up so we couldn't see inside until Christmas morning and it's just the one Christmas from my childhood that properly has stuck in my head and it's the one gift I remember thinking I cannot beat this it's just <laughs> the best oh Brie <laughs> but yeah yeah that was my nostalgia present and I always think the nostalgia ones are the ones that stick in your head probably the most rather than adult ones no disrespect to anybody who's gifted me anything as an adult <laughs> I mean, I feel like that potato I sent you for last Christmas, Claire, was pretty damn good. 
this potato is one of my treasured objects. I mean, look at it. It's just, it's hyper-realistic, <laughs> except squidgy. And then I remember smelling it because I thought, they're tight, it's pantyhose. And I, I smelt it. And every now and again, I do do that. I, I, I press it to my face. It's amazing. I'm glad that you smell my pantyhose. And I mean, if we're, we're going to get even more, I have General American pop that you made me as well, which yeah. is old school fiction hangover. True super fans will know General American yes. with his General umbrella. American and his hoisty umbrella. Hoisty umbrella. Does it still smell? Smell his umbrella. out the box he's out of the box it's not no i don't think it's wasty anymore but you can oh, see him it's so sad his little umbrella i am general american <laughs> this is my voicey umbrella <laughs> but notice how these are all within reach as well it's so true. And that that is this, this is my workspace too so you know i'm always in constant contact with these that makes me really happy there you go all right i'm gonna have to put them off to one side because it's gonna be too loud with the microphone to <laughs> Okay, so Kat, that is bringing us to the end of our episode here. Is there anything that you want to tell us that you're excited about? We know that you have a book coming, but we still have a little while to wait for that. So is there anything else that you're excited about that you can tell us about? It well, doesn't have to be book related. Yeah, I mean, other than the book, which isn't coming out until I think the autumn of 2025. I don't know the exact date yet. Um, the Devouring Light is its title. <sighs> oh that's good it sounds so good it's a really fun book I, I think well I hope readers who've liked my other books will like this one because I just take it that much further with the horror yay um, but other than that um I am planning on doing another short story in my newsletter at some point in the spring oh, um so April May maybe um I'm still still thinking about it because I like to tie them in, sort of like give them season, seasonal themes, seasonal themes. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking maybe like a May Day type thing or even an evil Easter bunny. I'm not sure. It's amazing. Well, we have discussed doing more short stories and doing more live episodes of Fictional Hangover for next year. So, I mean, whenever that one comes out, we're on it. Well, thank you very much. I shall make sure it's a good one. <laughs> okay. And then we'll write a summary that's even better. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Actually, it would be helpful if you did that part first <laughs> before I write the story. <laughs> Just send us the concept and we'll write out a summary and then yeah. you go. Yeah, and then you really help me out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two-line grief. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We'll workshop it. It's fine. Yeah, we're all about that. <sighs> okay, well, that is the end of this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And we want to say thank you again to Kat for joining us on this lovely Christmas Live. Thank, thank you. you. Join us next time as we discuss Pocket Peaches by Dora Wang. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, 
Remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. Remember, you can find us at fictionalhangover.com and follow us on all the social medias at Fictional Hangover. And if you like this episode, please check out our, our others and be sure to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss out. Thanks for listening and happy holidays! Happy holidays! Bye, Bye everyone!